You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonti. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. A range of European products recommended and used by pigeon fanciers worldwide for winning performance and healthy pigeons, especially in times of stress, molting, breeding or racing. Our products have shown great results to national winning lofts and top racing fanciers. A large range of loft and racing equipment from Europe and Australia. Contact Natural Pigeon Products, Don, 0359981000 and www.pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor now. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia, www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Producer and presenter of the show, Ivan Fonti. Uh, G'day and good morning to Pigeon Radio Australia, brought to you from the Pigeon Media Studios in Melbourne, Australia, and broadcast via 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We have some sad news this week. Uh, one of our uh, Pigeon Fancier members in my federation, the WPF Western Pigeon Federation, sadly passed away on Saturday morning and uh, we'll have more details about that uh, later on in the program. I recorded a piece with him on our program uh, back in 2015, in October 2015. So I've put together a little memorial piece for him and uh, we'll announce who it is when we announce everybody else coming onto the program. Uh, We also have from Wyong in New South Wales, Brian Solomons and Steve Zamet from the Wyong Racing Pigeon Club. They've got problems similar to Peter Maddock. Their club was situated on the showgrounds and now all of a sudden... Um, the showgrounds have turned around and said, you've got to get out, and they've got nowhere to go. So uh, we'll see what's happening over there in Wyong, New South Wales. Also, we have Secretary and Champion Flyer and Secretary of the Western Pigeon Federation, the WPF, Mr Michael Portelli, 
They're setting up a sprint series, which is beginning in May. He's going to give us more details about that. We've got Peter Adams from Bustleton to report what happened at their sale that uh, birds were sent from Melbourne to Western Australia in Perth and Bustleton. So we're going to hear from Bustleton from Peter Adams to see how their sale went. But right now, we have to uh, introduce these bananas. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, B1? I think I am B2. It's music! Tony McPherson and Tony Barbara, B1 and B2 Our Pigeon Radio Australia Bananas in Pyjamas. In Pyjamas, Ah, hello, Mr. McPherson, and welcome to the program. Uh, g'day to everyone around the world, and g'day, or good morning, to B2. How are you going there, buddy? Good. How are you, and how are you going? And good day oh. to you, to Charlie, and to everybody around the world. Very good. I have to introduce this character right here. Ah, yeah. And now, introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia's know-it-all spy correspondent, Charlie Gretsch. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Gretsch. Hello, Mr. Ivan. I'm just leaning up against my uh, monitor, as you can see in the photo. <laughs> Did you see the photo? He's got you and Tony Mc, uh, Barbara there, B1 and B2, and the Pink Panther. Yeah. Did you notice yeah, that? Hold the monitor up. Hey. Yeah, just leaning against that monitor. Yeah, how are you? G'day, Tony B. G'day, Tony Mac. Uh, g'day, buddy. How are you going? Real good. That's goodly, goodly. Hey, uh, how's your sleeping going? Uh, sleeping's going okay, I think. <laughs> You'll find out. Come, come sit beside me and uh, tell me. I don't know. I'm asleep. I don't know. <laughs> now I, I had your problem over the weekend. Okay. I dropped I dropped the side of a bed on my foot. So uh, on Saturday, so I, I was hobbling around on the weekend there for a while. I just had the X-rays on my foot there today, but all is good so far. Mm. Well, you know the good thing about that. Yeah, yeah, so it didn't hurt me brain. No, well, I didn't feel a thing. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have some sad news to announce, and uh, I've got a, a memorial here because we've got some sad news. One of our um, pigeon flyers has passed away on Saturday morning, on the early hours of Saturday morning, and that's uh, Miss, Mr. Alf Mikolaev, and he was from the WPF, and from the he was a president of the St Albans Club, uh, and he sadly passed away on Saturday. So um, our condolences yeah. to the family and all his friends. Um, yeah. And I've got a little because I was in the St Albans Club. So was Tony Barbara. Tony, you want to say something? Do you want to say something in Maltese anyway? Well, say something in Maltese. Thank you, Tony. There we go, a little bit of memorial in Maltese. We have a memorial now to play, and then we'll discuss a little bit about Alf after the memorial. But, uh, yeah, stand by and listen to this memorial that I've prepared. I did an interview with Alf when he was uh, giving away the pigeons, Um he was getting rid of his birds, and he was very saddened by that. But he, he was a joyful person, and it comes across in this memorial. So let's have a listen to Alf Mikolaev 
and remember him for the good times. I want to introduce this bloke. This bloke, yes. I, I used to be a member of the uh, once once St Albans Pigeon Club. You did, long time ago. Yeah, about 14 years ago. When you had here, anyway. St Albans Club. Club. He was the president of, of the St Albans okay. Club at yeah, one yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah when okay. I was there, he yes. was the president. And uh, I don't know how many years he's been racing pigeons for, but I think he's been racing for a long time. And he's retiring <laughs> this year. Say a good afternoon to our good friend, both you know, of Mr course. Alf Mikolev. How are you, Alf? Not too bad, not too bad. That's good. Now mate. listen, Alf, what year did you start racing pigeons? Oh, Jesus, no, you caught me. <laughs> um, about 30 years ago. 30 years ago? Jeez. Yeah. And you always been with the WPF or did you start somewhere else? Um, I started with WPF. Yeah. And then uh, we changed clubs, we changed federations. Yeah. We organized to get another federation, we done that. Yeah. But I went back to WPF. Mm. You've always been a WPF man, I know. Oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. Now listen, Alf, um, you're giving it away. I have to. Why? Because against my will, mm. I have to give the pigeon out. Because yeah. my missus is sick. Okay. They got asthma, she got asthma, yeah. and the doctor blamed the pigeons. Oh, so you... So they brainwashed her. Oh, my nuts. You know, I had a lot of trouble with her, but um, as I ding, said, ding. family come first. Of, yeah, course, true, of, of course, course, of course. All I got left is four pigeons. Oh, you've got four still, have you? Yeah, I got four pigeons. They all flew the 600. Oh. Because altogether, I had eight pigeons from the six out of... 31. Okay. What, you got rid of all the birds already, Alf? Oh, yes. Jeez. And his clock. Quick. Lindsay bought his clock. It was very quick. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jeez, I sold all the stock. Yeah. And what I had left, I waited for the race to come to the 600. Mm. Yeah. I sent them to 600. Mm. I knew they would made it. Mm. And uh, I got second fed. And yeah, indeed, he got second fed. That's true, yeah. You've done well. You've done very good, Al. Yeah, Second well, fed to I'll finish actually off. Actually, my birds, they are long-distance pigeons. Yeah, I know. I remember you. You know, that's what I uh, look after. Yeah. Now, um, what was your best win ever? The best race that you ever won? What was that? 600 miles yeah. from Bacalu. Yeah. I uh, had a very hard race, mm-hmm. and uh, the pigeon came 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm. It's a mealy hen, mm. which I still got it. Oh, you still got it? I gave it to my cousin, actually, you know. Oh, but, okay. But it's still there, still alive, breeding. Oh, yeah, yeah, breeding. It's yeah. a Wickham hen. Yeah. And um, I beat the Federation by one hour. Jeez. Oh, pigeon. Well, that's very good. Um, pigeon. I had another good win. Beautiful. From Bacalu, the same. Yeah. I had a, a hen bird, blue bar, pied hen. Mm-hmm. It's a pommy blue hen. Oh, yeah, pommy blues, yeah. Yeah, and um, I clocked it on the day, mm-hmm. half past ten at night, only to make it that day. But I had an operation on my knee. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait for the pigeon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I was going to close off, she was there. Wow. Yeah. Now, now these birds that you got there, you're going to sell them or what are you doing with them? I have to sell them. So if somebody's interested in buying them from you, can they contact us and we give them your contact details? And they yes, can... yeah. the birds are for sale. Mm. I got three 
peas, mm. sunflower, sunflower, yeah. and the, before the race, mm-hmm. I give them a canary seed. Oh, do you? Oh, yes. Mm. Now, listen, when you start training them, how do you start training your birds? I got a spot, which is about 35, 35 miles. Uh-huh. All right, I take them up there, all of them. Mm-hmm. And from then onwards, I put another one from the same spot. And then I go further, further, further up. Okay. And then I mix the birds with the rest of the others. Oh, yeah, and then you start tossing with the mobs, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good. And how many times a week do you reckon you toss your pigeons? Twice. Twice a week? But I tell you, mm. I flag them for an hour a day. Do you? For sure, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Every day? Every day I flag them for one hour. Now, do you let them out once a day or twice a day? It depends. Okay. I see how they work. Mm-hmm. If they're not working, mm. they have to re- uh, fly again. Oh, okay. So you're pretty tough on them, are you? Oh, yes. Mm. You have to be cruel to be good, mate. You have to be, yeah? That's right. Anyway, Alf, is there anything else you want to give a message to all the flyers <laughs> there uh, in our federation and all your people that you've met over the years racing oh, pigeons? Yeah. Any Cheerios and Any stuff? Cheerios? You know? oh, I, I welcome every flyer in Australia. Mm. I wish them all the best luck. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, keep the pigeon flying around, mate. Yeah, for they sure. nothing to lose from them. You keep you inside. You keep the kids with pigeon inside, mm. you know, mm-hmm. they won't go any other way. Let them, the kids, look after your pigeons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Get the kids involved in the yes, pigeons. Yes, definitely, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Alf, thanks very much for being on. Joe, do you want to ask Alf anything else? Or? No, he's asked, uh, yeah, he's pretty oh, done well. He's yeah. done really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Alf is a very good yeah, yeah. We're gonna get... Ivan, I got something for him. You got when something? You come and see me. Oh, okay. oh there you go. Thank you, you very see. much. All right. All right, mate. All right, mate. All you have, best, a, you mate. have a good one, and hopefully we we'll see you back in the sports next year, yeah, the year no, after. Not next year, for oh, sure. Right, the year after. Only But we'll see you at the Fed rooms anyway. Yeah, the you come and visit. And I see you in the dance. All right. Yeah, oh, at the dance, yeah. I'll yeah, sing you a song. I'll be coming, for sure. No. Beautiful. All right, and I keep in touch with all my mates. That's good. I had a lovely time. Yeah. And thanks all the members. Mm-hmm. And friends I met through the pigeons. Yes. And I got no regret. Oh, good. Very good. Well Alf. said, mate. Well said. All right. Thank you. Thank very you. Much. Have a good one, Ryan. Thanks for being a part of our program today. Any, Ciao. Anytime you want me to come up, yeah. I'm ready to come. All right. Thank you very no much. All Thanks, right. Alfie. All right. See you later. See you later. See you bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Rest in peace, Alf Mikulov. Yeah, well done, Ivan. Um, yeah, it's sad to see uh, some of our older members uh, go by, but uh, with them, they leave a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge and that they're hopefully given to other people. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure that uh, the people that got, got his birds and everything else have got something to hang on to as well. And well, I tell you, he said you could hear at the end, he says, tell Ivan to come to my place. I got something for him. I was just starting out that year. Yeah. I, I didn't have any birds yet. You know, I just had a few from Les Fenton, um, but I didn't have very many birds. And uh, I went up to his place. I've still got that bird in my loft, actually. Um, yeah. They're, yeah. They're the thing. Yeah. It's, it's good to uh, 
have have something to hang on to, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Uh, there is some tremendous friendships and camaraderie going through uh, a common interest, and that's our feathered friends, the pigeons. And, um, you know, that's what makes our sport so good. And it's guys like, the, you know, the, the people gone by that have really, you know, that's why we're still racing pigeons, I think. You know, it's it's created the the history and everything else is absolutely fantastic. Mm. Hang on a minute, Tony Barber saying Don, something here. Don, yes, Tony. Don Alfred was a very good-hearted man. He helps everyone. He was friendly. You know, he was a good top bloke. Yes, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, the, there are some really, really tremendous people out there. Really are, and uh, that's what that's what makes it so good within the sport. You know, put a, put aside the politics and all that sort of stuff, and there is some really really good people out there, and and uh, you know, and that's what makes it so good. You know, well, for you me, know what I'm going to say. Anyway. You know what I'm going to say here. Um, I'm going to miss that guy because he was the president of my club, and he was a nice guy, and he helped me out, and he gave me tips um, over the years that I knew him. Um, even my missus remembers him when she used to go down to the fed rooms with me. Um, but I'm going to say here that um, people shouldn't be frightened to come on to Pigeon Radio Australia and also we should put all our differences aside as Pigeon fancies because you never know when we're going to leave this place and we all are <laughs> going to leave this place. So it's all happening to us. None, none of us are free from it. Oh, no, you're spot on there, Ivan. Look, I think we all... Everyone's a good person. Uh, yeah, there's there's good in everyone, and uh, you know the uh, and the pigeon world, you know the the camaraderie that it creates, and we've all got that common interest. And uh, yeah, those that there there are people out there that will will give you the shirt off their back to to help you uh, be a good uh, pigeon fancier and everything else. Yeah, exactly. And but I want to say also that anybody that gets a chance to come onto Pigeon Radio, come onto it because um, we never know when we can leave. And the memories that I've got there, which I'm sending to the National Archives as well, so this will be all stored for generations to come. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, excellent. Look, we've over the years, Ivan, we've, uh, and Charlie and uh, and Tony, we've had some. Real characters on the show, and unfortunately, you know, quite a few of them, have, you know, passed into into the the next pigeon world. But uh, we've had some real characters, and yeah, you know, and they've been fun to talk to, and uh, given us good information. And it, it's always been um, good to have these people on the show. And yeah, they're the people that make this sport, and they've made the sport, and that's why we're still in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we've got to take a break on that note, and um, I'm going to play a song right now. And here's a song. uh, I love this band. This band's in Adelaide, situated in Adelaide, Australia. And they're called the Hindley Street Country Club, and they consist of all of Adelaide's best musicians have come together to make this band. And I tell you what, they can compare with anyone in the world. Hindley Street Country Club Band with a song that we all know, Money's Too Tight to Mention. One, two, three, four. 
about your PMB1 and rotor vaccinations for your birds this season. Think, think livestock, specialists for PMV and rotor vaccine supply for the cheapest price for your PMV and rotor vaccine in Victoria this season. Think livestock located at 16 Gravillia Road, Huntley, Bendigo area. 
Think Livestock can organize courier delivery of your PMD-1 or rotor vaccine, or you can visit their showroom and collect it yourself. Think Livestock, stock vaccine for PMD-1 paramyxovirus and rotavirus. Pigeon vaccination kits. This features an automatic vaccinator, needles, and all the required items to aseptically decanter vaccines. Multimatic injector, a high-quality, German-made injector that is extremely suitable for pigeon vaccination. Think and call, think livestock for friendly service and advice for your PMV1 and rotor vaccine this season on 03544889422. That's 03544889422. Or you can visit their website online at www.thinklivestock.com. Think Livestock, proud sponsors of Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated Special Announcement Due to the COVID-19 restrictions in 2020, the race is postponed to 2022. Now the race is on and here comes pride at the backstretch. The Victoria Cup 2022. Purchase special rings at $100 each. For every 10 rings purchased, receive one ring for free. Presented and conducted by Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated. First prize is $100,000 guaranteed. Australia's biggest pigeon race from Cobar in New South Wales. For more information, visit the website at www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. That's www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. Or telephone Taz Gazis on 0419-386-861. That's 0419-386-861. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Could you recognise if one of your friends or family was having a stroke? Think fast. F. Face. Check their face. Has their mouth drooped? 
A. Arms. Can they lift both arms? S. Speech. Is their speech slurred or confused? T. Time. Don't wait. Call Triple O now. Think fast. Act fast. A message from the National Stroke Foundation. That's been active in Australia for over 100 years. When a crisis occurs anywhere around the country, St John's volunteers are there to help. They know that every second counts. They are ordinary people doing extraordinary things in their local communities. People with a commitment to practical and compassionate caring. Become a St John's volunteer so you too can help save lives. Call St John toll-free on 1300-360-455 for details. Hey, I'm Scott McLaughlin here from the Shell V Power Racing Team for RAD. How many people do you know who've been killed, seriously injured or lost their licence on our roads? I bet you know someone. And how many times were you in a position to take someone's car keys because they had too much to drink? To stop someone from texting while they're driving or to refuse getting in a car because the driver wouldn't put their seatbelt on? Little things you do can make a massive difference. What will you do to help drive the road toll towards zero? Rad, au. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. And how do you You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia. The only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Tune in worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Radio Australia here from Melbourne, Australia, and our website address is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. You can pick us up on the Southern FM website, which is www.southernfm.com.au. So right now we have on the line, we have some uh, guests from New South Wales in Wyong. Now, we had Peter Maddock on the program last week who had the problem with the um, showgrounds there in Taree. 
basically kicking the club out of there and saying, you can't use this place anymore, see you later. And now they haven't got a club. Well, that scenario's played out in Wyong, and we have on the line Mr. Steve Zamet and Mr. Brian Solomons from Wyong. Now, listen, um, I've got a, an article in front of me that says Wyong Race Club accused of theft from the community. Now, do you want to yeah. explain what's going on up there? Because I'm quite um, annoyed about all this. They can't just pull the sheets from under you. It's, it's no, just, no. What's well, going what, on? what happened back in the early 1900s, Albert Warner was a, a local entity and donated the showground, which is many, many acres, to the Wyong community, which the various groups in the community have used over many, many years. Um, the Wyong Pigeon Racing Club, um, with their approval and council approval, built a pigeon dedicated pigeon club in 1984, and we've been using it ever since. Um Currently, there was also the Volunteer Rescue Association, Association, the Lions Club, and the Poultry Association, which had been there from the very start in the early 1900s. Um, and they changed by stealth the Constitution, um, which basically then they said that they owned the grounds and we all were evicted in, 19, in 2018. So we've been fighting and or asking for them to meet with those organisations to see if we can come to some agreement about the use of the showground, but they've just refused to speak with us. So now um, Supreme Court writs have been issued um, for either allowing us back into the showground or paying compensation for the removal. Yeah, so that's now, where we're at. I read in the article uh, that's in front of me that uh, they did this by process, didn't they? They firstly they took over the agricultural society, and then yeah, they, well, decide, they decided decided so to much took it over. They just changed the name. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they changed the name to what is it, what is it now? The name of the uh, the Wine Racing Club, Proprietary yeah. Limited, or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so what happened? Did they just come to you or send you a letter or how did they notify you of this? They just walked in and said we had to get out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That, that's just disgusting. And, and then they changed the locks to the gate so we couldn't get in. Uh, now, what about yeah. the council up there? I've been having a look at them and I sent them an email to come on the radio, but I had no reply. Um, who's, who's that? Gossard Council? Yeah, yeah, Central, the North Coast Central or whatever it is, Council. Yeah, well, it'd be Central Coast yeah, Council, Central Coast, but yeah. they're in enough trouble by themselves <laughs> without even getting so, into this situation. A, a, if, you approached- if you're local, you'd know all about the the whole council being removed and an administrator appointed oh, my and goodness. them being $565 million in debt. <laughs> have you approached the council? And Oh, uh, yes, yes, we have. We're not getting any help from them at all. Mm. No. Mm. So, yeah, so the, at the moment we're at the point of, like I say, we've issued the, the legal documents, but mm. we've also started a, a marketing campaign um, in the local community, Warren community and Central Coast community, which is really getting some traction, actually. We're, we're really getting a lot of people that are, are really upset about this situation and there's been quite good media coverage, which will be 
increasing as time goes on, both papers and even uh, television, NBN, local television. So, yeah, all supporting us as well. Now, I also noticed there's a fundraising page set up by Mark Hoddenot. Yeah, Mark's our, our the, the leader of the group, I guess you could say. Yeah, so there's that GoFundMe page, and if you go to the GoFundMe site and then go to Wyong Showground Fighting Fund, yeah, if everybody just, as per usual, just gives a little bit, that helps oh. us to pay for the legal costs that are yeah, going yeah. to be going towards um, fighting for them. Um. Have you approached any other government departments like uh, sports and recreation or anything like that? Yeah, we, we've sent out advices to all of them, but we're just it's just a cold shoulder, really. Yeah, unfortunately. I guess the Wyong Racing Club also has support from Racing New South Wales, which is a big entity that we're fighting, really. Mm. Now, Tony McPherson, you're sitting there listening to this and uh, we had this same sort of scenario last week with Peter Maddock there in Taree and this is now happening over there. Is this a domino effect, do you think, Tony McPherson? What do you reckon? I think it's it's very interesting to hear what you've just said where the land was donated to the community of Wyong. That's by, correct. By the patron, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Right, and the Wyong community have taken that with open arms and and uh, cared for cared for the project and everything else by us and everything else. And then the who who changed the uh, yeah? How did did the I see that the Agricultural Society? Yep, one of these clubs. Yep. And then they changed the name to the to the Wyong Racing Club. Yes, in um, twenty fourteen, New South Wales Racing wasn't happy with the way that Wyong Racing Club were managed were being managed. So they removed the board and put in an administrator. When that administrator came in, he changed the constitution without any um, advice or representation from the other people that were using the showground. And based on that, they are now re- have removed us. Okay, so the <coughs> it's all been done by stealth. Very much so. Yes. Yeah, totally illegal, uh, especially. When it's the community of Wyong that own that, land. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wyong Race Club has never spent uh, a cent for uh, the land. That, that's what I'm getting. I was just going to lead to that. What is really in it for Wyong Racing Club? Well, uh, the, where our premises were, which is the the four ones that were still using the the volunteer racing, the pigeon club, the poultry and the lions club, their intention at the time was to build a multi-level um, hotel on that site, which is why they wanted us out. It comes back to the, uh, a multinational type sort of situation where it, it, the, little, the little person to me has been forced out by stealth. Yep. In actual fact, 
not the little person. It is the community of Wyong that has yeah. been, that has been um, had their asset taken away from them for someone else to build something which has got nothing to, make, to do with it. Yeah, yep, to make profit out for of it. Their own, for their own greed. Yes, exactly. No, mate, uh, look, uh, definitely I would be going to uh, – I'd be making loud noises with the sports and recreation and also, you know, the, this is uh, outrageous, really. The, uh, the people of Wyong uh, should be really uh, shaking, shaking the gates. There's no yeah, doubt about that. We're with certainly their, doing uh, that, yeah. yeah. With their um, – State representative and also their Commonwealth representative, because really this is—it uh, t- just seems totally out of order, you know. Because the, the it's a community asset that was bequeathed to the community of Wyong to be used for the community, and now it's this uh, racing club has decided we're going to take this off the community of Wyong. And we're going to build a, a multi-storey uh, yeah, hotel, whatever you want to call it, uh, for their own own gain. Who's going to gain out of this? Is a community of no, like, not the community. I'm telling you, <laughs> definitely not. No, I don't know how they could how they can acquire. They've acquired land, but how did they do it? Well, I say by by stealth and the actual. I mean, in the, their response to the original um, article that you've got in the paper, their response was that they own the land and the title of the land is in their name. They stated that in the article. But yeah. if they were to truly investigate that, they would see down at the bottom of that title document that it actually says that they are trustees for the Agricultural Society. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah well, denying um, all that. Brian, where where does that leave the pigeon? What's what's the situation with the racing pigeon club now? What what are you well, doing? Well, unfortunately, we we were forced and blessed in some ways that actually Wyong Club um, secretary um, has a very large garage at the bottom of his house, but it's in a residential um, suburb. But that's where we've had to basket our birds and race from for the last two years, <coughs> which isn't a vi- ongoing viable situation. Is the local council looking at relocating the Lions Club, the uh, the the um, poultry club? And well, well at this stage, we we really didn't want to pursue that to a massive degree because yeah. we believe that we should be entitled to be where we are. Or yeah, yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we don't want to be in a situation of having other premises in a temporary. Whilst all of this is going on, you've still got to operate. Like, yeah, well, that's you know, that's Ryan and got, still got to operate the, the you know all the other clubs. Yeah, then and unfortunately, the the poultry club hasn't been able to. The volunteer rescue association has has trucks positioned all over the place and and yeah. the equipment all over the place and can't operate as functionally as they should be. Um, I mean, they they were poured hundreds of thousand dollars into those premises and were just thrown out. Uh, so who's your state member? You've got me there, honestly. Um, 
Yeah, I couldn't tell you off the top. Yeah. But um, I would Tony, be, I'm standing on their doorstep. Yeah, hang yeah, on a minute, Tony. Both local and state. I would have the Wyong community. I would just march up to their doorstep, uh, get, get them revved up, walk up to the doorstep <laughs> and say, listen, you lot, start listening to the people because if you don't listen to us, you're out. Yeah. We do have our Albert Warner TTY Limited Facebook page that people can go to as well to find yeah. out even more information. Um and we do have a, a bank account for people to make direct deposits in case they aren't Facebook orientated. So if you want me to give you those details, I can. Yeah, 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 do so. Yeah, yeah, give yeah, it out. Okay. So the BSB is 633 Yes, it's Bank of. And the, the account number is 168. Two three zero nine double four. Yeah, Bendigo Bank. Yep. 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 You can yeah. imagine there's some serious legal costs here. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Look, I just, uh, um, yeah, I just find it. Uh, you know, it, it, it reminds me of something I've heard to, over the last few days, where people, you know, where the new airport's going to be in Sydney. Uh, the, the government are looking at making a green belt of the land around that airport, which which in turn makes all of those farms and everything else basically worthless. Yeah. And, and the, the people are being stooged, really are, by stealth. And, yeah, it devalues, devalues the properties and everything else. So and I just can't – I find it – Unbelievable, really, to, to see that these things are, are happening. Mm. All for greed. There's no doubt about that. But well, I can uh, tell you, Tony uh, McPherson, I never thought something like this would happen in Australia where just clubs are just getting booted out of there. Uh, you know, well, if they're going to boot you out, why don't they find your place first and then say, we've found you alternative accommodation, so we'll move you over there and we'll do this racing club. You know, why can't they do it like that? Well, nice. well, where the um where our buildings are, I mean the existing race course takes up a, a large volume of the land. But where they our buildings are that they are going to make the hotel, there's enough land where elsewhere on the property that they could have moved us to if they actually even bothered to discuss things with us. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how it's all it's all developed. You know, like. Mm. Uh, uh, it, it certainly is. Is uh, yes, but like I said, the, I'd be definitely um, getting the, uh, the 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 public totally involved and uh, definitely letting your, your state representative know what you really think. Yeah, and, uh, that's that's what's been happening now with the marketing campaign. Yeah, yeah, and the media yeah. and all that sort of things been getting involved. You know, you know. Um, Politicians and everything else are, are worried about uh, uh, their 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 position <laughs> on their on the bench or whatever. So uh, if they feel threatened enough, uh, they definitely will uh, start to turn some screws. Um, and this is something I think the community's got to get behind and just say, yes, okay, it's good to have a, a racetrack and everything, but 
there's room for everyone and uh, you just can't uh, do what's being done. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what we agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we're quite open to working with the race club, mm. not a problem at all. Mm. We yeah. just ask for some conversation to even occur. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Char- what's Charlie Gritch, what's your view? Or you got any questions there, mate? Oh, first of all, I've written two words down, and um, I had to write them down because uh, I was just, um, like it says, I'm gobsmacked on, with this situation. I mean, um, I, I can't believe that you've got volunteers and you've got a Lions Club. They've got major parts of your community. They've got nowhere to go, just those alone. You think of the rescue, rescue squad, squad, the work they do, all volunteers. So if something yeah. major happens in your community, you've got these poor people that are going to be in the paddock you know, handing out stuff to people that are they need. I mean that's that's very hard. I mean the politician, your local MP, to me, would be the major part in this in this thing because uh he's the one that uh obviously gets elected by everybody and and, and to let go if he has I mean I don't know, I mean I'm not there and um there's always a lot of sides and uh, stuff to the story but um it's it's very hard to believe that the major Volunteers and the clubs like that, the Lions Club and all that, are just left to nothing. I mean, the Pigeon Club, yeah, okay, they're still part of there because they were there. But um, it's, it's just unbelievable how there's nothing that's just not been done. Yeah, we've heard. Right? Yeah, not, that's not even right. a shed, a shed. I mean, there's these men sheds everywhere where they've been extending them. You know, they mm. could they could have said, listen, wait for 12 months, we're going to extend that, and you, you've got part of that. No, yeah. with Tony, what Tony done with his. Uh, Rooms with the darts club. The council moved the darts club in with them, and they're on the property where they're they're a football club. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I must say on that one, Charlie. Look, uh, the, there was a, a darts club. They were on a. Um, um, they were the first ones in this um, uh, in the rooms that they had, um, and they shared them with a, a soccer club. Right, the soccer. Club grew. Uh, we're now having, you know, the, the um, uh, soccer, big soccer games over here in Australia. So the, the club grew, and they got a grant, and they, they built a new rooms. And the, the poor old darts club, they got the flick. Now they had nowhere to go, and uh, yeah, so they approached us, uh, the Pigeon Club. Now we're more than happy to have them in there because of the. A community, it's it's for the community. It's sharing. Yeah, you know, well, you've got darts club, you've got the pigeon club. We're sharing now. The pigeon club built the rooms and everything else on council land, but yeah, you know, we built the rooms, and we're more than happy to share with the darts club. And and the council have been more than happy to accommodate the needs of the darts club and the needs of the pigeon club to facilitate this happy marriage that we're going to have. Um, and I, I think this is where the pressure on your uh, local MP, that's what you really, that's the person you really, and, and you're shy, you know, you're, you're cancelled. They're the people that you really need to pressurise uh, because you know, there's something very underhanded going on here, very underhanded, yeah. and it needs to be brought out into the open. Um, you think if it was just the Pigeon Club, we'd have no hope. Oh, mate. Well, you know, uh, it's interesting you say that because people sort of put Pigeon Clubs down and put 
you know, racing pigeons at the bottom of the food chain. But really, we serve a real good purpose. Um, we really do. And that is uh, uh, for the mental state of people, for a starter, um, and also uh, the selling of grain and all of that sort of stuff. So there's and not only that, 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 Tony McPherson, not only that, Tony McPherson, but in the two world wars, if it wasn't for pigeons, maybe we wouldn't be sitting here talking now, right now. Well, apart from that, Ivan, uh, it's still written in the law, law that any pigeon with a with a ring on it, you know, um, can't be shot or anything else, and you could be uh, thrown in the in the slammer for for doing so. So there is still a required commodity um, for for war or anything else. They're, they're still on that list, and and the, and of course the Queen has uh, also made it that way. But you know, it, it, yeah, I think I think I think I think the race club's probably thinking that. We're, we're all going to run out of money to fight this. Yeah, they're just hoping uh, we'll I all just, go away. Some just pops, uh, uh, Excuse yeah. me, Well, Jen- the thing is, the thing is, there, there, there's, someone out, there's someone else, like you, your local member must be also supporting the race club. Yeah, it makes you wonder, but, yeah, we, we've I taken a, I, I, a, a course of action after two years of, of getting nowhere. Excuse me, gents, but I've just to, had an idea. Because we're confident that we we have, have the right to be where we are, as does the community. Um, yes. Excuse oh, me, excuse me. Uh, hang on a minute, Tony. Excuse me, gents. I just had a thought pop. Was that the Agricultural Society, right? Was it mm-hmm. Was it called the Royal Agricultural Society? I couldn't tell you the exact name of it. Mm. Because mm-hmm. if it was the Royal Agricultural Society, wouldn't it be a, a smart move to write a letter maybe to the Queen? She is our head of state. <laughs> no, it, it might sound funny, but, hey, Royal Agricultural Society, which means it's tied in with the Buckingham Palace. Oh, yeah, well, uh, the Commonwealth. Yeah. Yes. Well, she's the head of the Commonwealth. I think the first thing here is to that we're we're moving towards is trying to get and as I say we 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 want to be in conversation with the racing club but yes. I don't think that they believe that we're going to pursue this so we're making sure with the with the marketing that we're doing with the media that's coming on board with the rallies that we're going to be holding outside the race club on race day so that it gets on national news. That that we force them to actually realise that they've done the wrong thing and they need to come to the table. Well, definitely, and the, the thing that we've got to realise is that the race course, uh, the the race course, and everything else belonged to um, the the benefactor. The yeah. person who gave he gave that to the people of Wyong. That's right. It goes back over 100 years, doesn't it, Brian? Yep. You know, so uh, really, the race, uh, you know, it would have been better if he had a, <laughs> yes, it's, in the, in the actual title, on the actual title, is it bequeathed to the people of Wyong or is it bequeathed to um, the Agricultural Society. Well, as I say, the the actual title at the moment, because they changed the name without consultation to Wyong 
race club. Yeah. It says on the title, but um, at the bottom of that title, it actually says as trustees for the Agricultural Society. Okay. But okay. they didn't consult with anybody. They didn't no. consult with agricultural people or any of the people, that, the community. Yeah, so it's all done by stealth. Uh, anyway, guys, um, look, w- keep us informed of what's going on. We've run out of time for tonight, but um, yep. keep us informed uh, and uh, we'll... Uh, We'll report it if 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 there's any developments. Um, we'll... Oh, we'll definitely keep you informed, and we appreciate the time. Mm. And yeah, if I can really ask any of the li- listeners if they can donate even just a small amount, it would all help. Yeah, yeah we'd yeah. appreciate it. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, it, it seems like the the old uh, uh, the rolling rolling stone gathers is gathering moss. <laughs> It seems to be that uh, you have one little club get booted out and there's more things going on and it's all for the almighty dollar by the sounds of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fellas, yeah. thanks very Thank much you. for being on. Keep thanks, us, Jens, appreciate it. Keep us informed. What? So, stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. We are broadcasting this program on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, www.southernfm.com.au. You are tuned in to and listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. You can find us on all social media and download our latest podcast via the links on our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. While we're in the break for the Southern FM National News, B1, Tony McPherson, has extended his radio career to disc jockey status. Is that right, Tony? Yes. Tony McPherson, you requested a song, didn't you? Yes, I did. All right, you can introduce the song if you like. <laughs> you want to okay. Hear? Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of my... This uh, is banana uh, number... Hang on a minute. I've got to introduce I'm... you first. Hang on. This is ban- introducing me. Yeah, first I got to introduce. Is banana number one introducing his requested song? There you go. Yeah, this is by one of my uh, favourite uh, recording artists back in the nineteen fifties. It was as good as uh, Elvis Presley, Johnny O'Keefe singing Mockingbird.
A range of European products, recommended and used by pigeon fanciers worldwide. For winning performance and healthy pigeons, especially in times of stress, molting, breeding or racing, our products have shown great results to national winning lofts and top racing fanciers. A large range of loft and racing equipment from Europe and Australia. Contact Natural Pigeon Products, Don. 0359981000 and www.pigeonvitality.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Music Time features old and new country music from Australia and overseas. There's something for everyone to enjoy. We even have a touch of Irish. Join me, Jeanette, for Music Time on Mondays from 12 till 2 on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Online all the time. SouthernFM.com.au
You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia. This is the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Tune in live worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Tune to Pigeon Radio Australia right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and via their website www.southernfm.com.au, and also via the Pigeon Media Pigeon Radio Australia website, which is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. You can get us on Facebook. Uh, the Racing Pigeon Australia, Pigeon Radio Australia, and another group worldwide, which has now nearly cracked 10,000 members in about two months or three months, and that's the Racing Pigeon, and also our Facebook page, which is Pigeon Media Australia, Pigeon Radio Australia Facebook page, and we're also on Twitter, and our Twitter call sign is at Pigeons Radio, so you can catch us there. Right now, we're going to welcome uh, to Pigeon Radio Australia the Secretary of the WPF, Mr. Michael Portelli, who has got some news from the WPF. And, uh, Michael, very sad news this week that the WPF received that uh, Mr. Alf Mikulif passed on. Uh, yeah, that's right, Ivan. Uh, Alfie was a um, long-time member of the WPF, um, so it was very, very sad to hear his passing. Uh, we've been a bit unlucky. We unfortunately lost Scotty Hicks last year, which was a real kick in the guts. And um, yeah, for a pretty young man in the sport, and uh, very sad for his family and for the WPF. And yeah, uh, Alfie, yes, he's up. He was up in age a little bit, but that's uh, always sad to hear. You know, while flies. Um, yeah, he was a nice bloke. Away, and, so yeah, he was a he was a lovely lovely man. Colourful character in the Fed rooms. Definitely, definitely colourful, colourful character. <laughs> and uh, wasn't very tall, but he liked to. Uh, you'd always hear where Alfie was. Oh sure, yes. but a good oh, good yes. man, good flyer in the long distance as well. So uh, yeah, it was very sad to hear him um, pass away, um, Ivan. We had a minute silence for him the other day. Um, so yeah, a lot of members. Uh, would have known Alfie, and um, yeah, it would have been sad to hear that he's uh, passed. Has away. any details come of his uh, funeral or memorial? Uh, not, I, I'm not aware of anything at this stage. Because I've only, I was only just made aware of it myself, Ivan. But um, yeah, if we hear anything, um, we'll let him try and let our members know. Yeah, because Tony and I'd like to attend that because yeah. I, I was in the St yeah. Albans Club for many years, and he was the president, and we had a That's lot of right. fun yeah. in those years. So I'd like to go yeah. and. Pay my respects yeah, if to I, If I find anything out, mate, I'll um, try and let you know. No probs. All right, thanks. Now, 
The news is that the WPF are organising a sprint series. Who told you that? Oh, a little birdie no, told me. No, I'm only joking. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, uh, mate, we just had our uh, board meeting uh, earlier this week, uh, earlier last week, and um, we uh, thought it might be a good idea to a lot of blokes sort of sitting on a lot of two-year-olds and um, uh, it'd be great to be able to get a bit of work under them and um, some sort of uh, some sort of racing um, going as well, just in case, unfortunately, COVID does come back like it has in Europe. It'd be nice to say at least we've we've run something and uh, had a little bit of enjoyment because exactly. it's uh, been a long time between drinks of... Uh, Getting to race pigeons, that's for sure. Well, I tell you what, I'm getting itchy feet, and I bet you're getting itchy feet as well. Well, look, I haven't uh, obviously. I didn't com- uh, compete in any of the uh, end of season racing that they had last year. A little bit of racing they did last year, so uh, yeah, I'm definitely missing it. That's for sure. So it'd be good. It'd be good to do something anyway. And, and like I say, it'd be good to get the birds uh, that haven't flown. Uh, as yearlings to you know get get four or five races under them and um, yeah they'll be better for it for sure. Now well, what's the go with it? Is it only for WPF members or, or we're going to? Uh, yeah, we're only running running it for WPF members. Uh, just just a, a five five race sprint series. Um, just just sort of stop. It gets a little bit complicated to be getting them from all over the place. So we're running a five five race series for our members. Um, and it will be just a sprint series starting in May. So we've got uh, the 1st to the 5th, uh, 2021, is a Castle Main. Uh, I think it's only around about 120 k's. And then we've got a second Castle Main on the 8th of the 5th, a 40-bird limit for all these races. Uh, then on the 15th of the 5th, they go to Wedderburn. Uh, then 22nd of the 5th of Wedderburn, and then the 29th of the 5th of Midiac. So it's just a quick, short series, but uh, just, just to get some racing under the birds would be good. And what's happening? Is it going to – are we going to a point system for that or – Yeah, look, we, we'll obviously run a little um, a little aggregate for it. So, um, yeah, we'll have we'll have points and, and like pretty much like a normal little sprint series. Uh, I'll go through some of the other points. Um, so nominations have to be confirmed by the 19th of March that people are racing. Uh, members must be a paid-up member of the WPF for the 2021 season. Uh, transport will be $120 for five for the five races and will be collected before the series actually commences. And all members wishing to compete in the in the series will be basketing at the WPF rooms. So they're the points, yeah, that we've put in for it. How much a bird, Michael? Sorry, mate? How much a, a pigeon? Uh, good question. I think they're only going to put, I think it was just going to be something small for prize money. Tell you the truth, I don't know it off the top of my head because on the little uh, notice I got, I didn't actually have, uh, per birds, but it won't it won't be it won't be anything anything really significant. It's just I think they were going to be about a 50, 50 cents, if I recall, fifty cents a bird. And I think the last race, the midi act, they were going to make it a little bit more exciting and make it uh, three dollars a bird. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so um, it's just just for a bit of fun, obviously. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was fifty. It could have, but look, just don't hold me to this for sure. But it was, I'm pretty sure it was fifty cents a bird for the first two Wedderburns. It could be 
uh, sorry, for the first two Castle Mains and a uh, dollar a bird for the two Midia, uh, for the two Wedderburns and three dollars for the Midiac. But that's that's unconfirmed because um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But it was something around those those areas. It won't be definitely no more than that. Just an idea. Just a, yeah, just a ballpark there. But I'm mm. I'm pretty sure that was close to right. It was either. It was either fifty cents for the two Castle Mains and a dollar for the Wedderburns, or it could possibly be fifty cents for the first four races and then three dollars for Mediac. But it's around that around that area. All right, that's very good. Yep. So, uh, Charlie Gretsch. There you go. Uh, this is this this going to be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, goodness. Well, it, they didn't say the best to last. Come on. That's just the tone before me. I can always wait. How are you, bud? <laughs> you, know, I'm, you know I'm only messing with you, mate. Oh, we love it. Don't we love it? <laughs> I love giving you a hard time, you know me. Oh, of course. We're Maltese. We've got to give each other a bit We've of We've got to give someone a hard time. That's right. We need to wake each other up time and time, you know. What can I do you for, anyway? Um, I'll probably a couple of little questions. Um, okay. Just to let uh, your, your guys know, and obviously because it's your guys, that are in it, because um, a lot of the birds will be still molting and stuff like that. Is there anything that you could sort of, um, what you would think with birds, uh, with the feathering? You've got flights to go um, and everything? Is look, I mean, obviously people have got to use common sense, Charlie. I mean, um, you're not going to go putting pigeons in there. Like, it's the first of uh, first of May, so you would think pigeons would be pretty well molted. Um mm. I know mine, I have a lot of late breads, but either they've locked locked up the malt by then and um, if they've got flights obviously missing, use a bit of common sense and don't send the ones you can't send. Um, well, you're only going to Castle Maine, which is pretty good, so at least you've got a couple of yeah, short yeah. ones for them. Well, that's right. Look, I mean, Castle Maine's not a big jump for them anyway, so um, as far as... Obviously, people will be tossing probably a month or so before, but um, like I say, just a bit of common sense, mate, and um, make sure the birds are right, ready to go before you start tossing and bunging them in. So, uh, last you want, the last thing you want to see is somebody tip out a whole heap of pigeons and not be able to compete in the race season in old birds as well. So, because it is yeah, completely just, different, as you know, racing early than racing when you start in July. You know what I mean? So. Um, I'm not having any dig or nothing. I'm just saying for some. Yeah, look, I, I would say, Charlie, I would say most guys are probably going to race their two-year-olds. Uh, me personally, look, I, I wouldn't be uh, risking any of my yearlings at that time of the year. I'm not not interested in. Uh, they'll go through their normal process for training and then the old bird season. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really not interested in in putting youngsters in that. For me, it's just purely. Uh, I've got about 45 two-year-olds there. I'm just going to put them in uh, five weeks running and uh, just get a bit of work under them. And basically, that's about it. I'm, um, you know, I'm not looking to do much with my yearlings other than just their normal routines and normal process, getting them to the old bird season. And I think I, a lot of blokes will be in. A lot of blokes will probably be in the same boat. So as far as uh, the time of the year, the birds should be. You know, there be. I'm pretty sure the majority will be. Uh, two-year-old pigeons. If guys decide to race some of their yearlings again, a lot of blokes they've been racing a long time. Charlie, I'm pretty sure they should, uh, you know, be able to work out what they want to send and what what's right to go and what's not. The reason I, I asked you this question is because one, a lot of people, um, you know, speak very highly of you and they follow you. You haven't been talking to the right people, mate. Well, you know, I mean, Michael would tell you we're talking here, you know, God, that's us about every year. I mean, if you, said, if you gave some recommendations out there, 
surely that they're going to put something upstairs so they, you know, they don't. Oh, look, I mean, like I say, people, are, you know, people have been racing a long time, Charlie. So you know, I'm sure they don't need to be told by me. But uh, for the for the guys who haven't been in a long time, yeah, look, just make sure the uh, birds are, you know, well feathered. No, you know, not sending them away with eight or nine flights, and um, you know, just make sure they're flying the loft really well because um, it's usually a good sign that they're pretty right. Um and get a few tosses under them beforehand and and yeah but um like I say it is a bit dangerous that time of the year look there there are birds that are still molting obviously the, the what probably a good point to uh, put across would be for members to be careful with you know rotor rotavirus um, don't get caught by you know maybe not not noticing symptoms that are there or. And and whacking them in, you know, whacking whacking them into a race, and maybe they might be just on the on the very verge of getting rotavirus. So that's something you'd really really want to sort of keep an eye on because uh, sometimes it's the early subtle things you see with rotavirus that alerts you to to you know birds but starting to go off, and the last thing you want to be doing is is chucking them in a you know 120k race if um, they're just coming down with the virus. So probably keep a good eye on them at that time of the year. Make sure if you haven't had it um, that um, you haven't accidentally sort of picked it up a week or two before before we're um, basketing them. That's good. So there you go. So the question- and also, and probably also for guys that, you know, a lot of guys probably didn't, uh, I know a few that didn't get rotavirus last year as with their two-year-olds and have left them and still haven't got rotavirus. So if they sort of intend to race the sprint series, just be careful once you do bung them in the first week. Be very be vigilant when they do come home in those first three or four days that they aren't coming down with something um, for the following weeks that will not probably, you know, maybe uh, if they are coming down with it, you'll definitely maybe tip out pigeons you don't want to tip out. So, mm. yeah, definitely probably a good point to keep an eye on that. Now, before the but, old bird season starts, is there going to be a break between this sprint series and, and like, is there like a couple of weeks or something? Oh, well, look, I think it finishes on the 29th to the 5th. Our old bird season is around about the 26th. Don't hold me to it, but around about the 26th of the 6th. So it's about a month three- to four-week break, Ivan. So, so it'll be good if they get rotavirus or if you haven't had it and they get it while you're sprinting. Well, look, you probably, if you if you haven't had it, you'd want to get it maybe during that sprint series, but it's just exactly. don't race the pigeons in the rest of the sprint series because exactly. you're going to tip them out otherwise. So uh, maybe it's a good good thing as far as maybe you get them in there. And Look, I don't like doing that myself. To me, I think it's silly to put them in there if they haven't had it. Um, I think with rotavirus, if you're not going to if you're not going to vaccinate them and you want to self-infect them, you're better doing that in a controlled environment where uh, you know when you're going to do it and you make sure the birds are 100% right before you do it. Um, the danger of sort of putting them in a sprint series where they've had nothing, you open them up to also to whatever else is in those units. So, to me. Um, you know, I was a bit unlucky last year where I was sort of procrastinating about whether do I give them the rotavirus or don't I give them the rotavirus, and then I was unlucky to get a stray that had uh, both rotor and PMV, PMV because I could see I couldn't catch it. It was just hanging around the loft, unfortunately. It didn't get in my loft, but it was hanging around the loft, and it took me two days to catch the bugger, but it had the head jitters, and the, I could see it definitely had symptoms of PMV, and uh, about four four or five days later, I mean, just letting the birds out and picking around the grass. Unfortunately, 
that thing would have been shitting around the backyard and uh, three or four days later I, I did end up getting rota and, and at the same time there was PMV there and I, even though my birds were vaccinated for PMV, my I did... My my late breads copped it unfortunately at about so I ended up losing about seventeen late breads because they were probably weren't vaccinated like they were the last to be vaccinated and um um I know by experience now that if you get rotavirus you get rotavirus and PMVs in the environment the fact that their immune system is under the pump by the rota somehow the PMV still even though they're vaccinated still oh, is yeah. able to have an effect on them and. Mm. Yeah, because the rotors, you know, the rotors are uh, a tough enough virus as it is, and then mm. uh, PMV even having a small effect on them, even though they've been vaccinated, did did uh, unfortunately knock me around a little bit where I ended up doing 17. So I keep that one in the memory bank and make sure um, next time I do it this year when I do it, it's a controlled environment and I won't be letting them out. I can assure you 100% for the week that they're not right. Mm. Uh, um, so, yeah, they're just a couple of points that, learn the hard way sometimes but uh definitely definitely probably not worth putting him in to get rotor in a sprint series you you're probably better doing that in a controlled environment either before that series start probably well before the series starts because for me i've always liked to do it probably around march where you know the weather started to cool a little bit and and the birds are sort of uh you know a fair bit older and a lot of them have molted through. I've done it in three previous years and I only lost one pigeon each time. So if you do do it the right way and control it the right way and clean them up, fatten them up a little bit, clean them up and get them ready for it, it's it's not a virus that you should lose too many pigeons to if you do it the right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, quickly, Tony McPherson, don't take too long, but, yes, Tony um, McPherson. Go, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael, how are you? Good Tony yourself, mate. Yeah, very good, very good. As you know, we had a we had a series at the at the end of the year uh, last year, which was quite successful. Um, rotavirus, I don't think, uh, raised its head in that series at all. Um, our, our returns were pretty good, actually. But um, yeah. um, obviously, you've done your sums. Um, how many how many members would you require? You know, you've done your sums, one hundred and twenty dollars for your transport. Um, um, we we would look. We were we probably worked at hoping hoping that we would get round about at least that we you'd want to get at least a minimum of thirty members flying. Okay. Yep, um, yep. So we can get that without any problems, mate. Yeah, it's hard to know because unfortunately, like I say, different things crop up at different times. Yeah. Um, you know, we it's always hard. I think the last time we ran a really good successful sprint series was some years ago where we actually, you know, had a similar setup where you, you paid up front and all the rest of it. So we knew we definitely had these, this many people flying and yeah. I think we ended up with about 30 or 40 because if you end up with 10 people, it really turns into a flop. So um, if you get, really get it, 30 people, would be good. And because the two-year-olds are there, I think, look, is every chance that, that, that shouldn't be a problem because a lot of blokes are carrying two-year-olds. If it was no two-year-olds and we were trying to run a sprint series for yearlings, you, oh, look, in the past it's been, it's, it's been very tough to organise because a lot of blokes aren't really prepared to uh, sacrifice young pigeons, not having them quite ready and putting them in those sort of races early in the piece. So, Yeah, look, it is. Well, that's why... 
young bird racing, I dare say, has um, you know, fallen away. I, I, it used to be really popular, um, and then it just went by the wayside. I, I can't really work out why, but I um, well, probably, probably the season too long, and, and you got people, you know, that expenditure. You, you so I, think, I think, Tony, a lot of it, look, there's a couple of reasons that I saw that it, that it was is, one, yes, it becomes a very long season. Me personally, I don't think it's a good idea running a young series for, for uh, a racing season, and this, these are only my reasons. Um, it, it does make the race season a very long season. You've got people with young fans. I don't, for me, I don't care. I could it's all year long. But, um, and I probably would if you, if you gave me the opportunity. But if you look at the big picture, um, you know, it's a very long race season as it is with old birds. And, you know, people still need family time and time yeah. with kids and all the rest of it. So it's, it, it's just something that sort of takes, uh, flies away from their family a little bit longer. Um, two, if you don't get, you know, decent numbers, unfortunately, you've got small teams, small numbers going away and they're just young pigeons. They get, you know, unfortunately the falcon problem is a problem it has been over the last few years and um, you end up with those issues as well where, you know, you want you want pigeons returning home and unfortunately if big numbers aren't going away, it's harder and harder for the birds to get home at certain distances. And so me personally, I... We're running this series really as a as a bit of a uh, bit of a chance to get the two year olds going as as experienced going pigeons and getting them going. But as a rule, I um, I think an old bird series is a is a pretty long series enough for pigeon flies. So it it, it sort of stops a bit of um, family problems, I suppose, and. and people getting into situations where they say, you know, well, it's either the pigeons or it's, you know, me or the pigeons, you have to give them up, up something. So I think it's a, a, old birds is a long enough series. So for me, I think young birds is probably a thing of the past these days. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I hope it all goes really well for you, Michael, and, and your members support it and uh, just uh, have a good series. Have The important thing, mate, have fun. Yeah, look, it's it's all it's all there for a, it's all there for a bit of fun. Uh, I'll probably be the same same uh, lunatic on Saturday, even in the sprint series, seeing a pigeon coming running around with fantails <laughs> and throwing them up and making me neighbours think, "What's wrong with this yeah. guy?" Mate, uh, it doesn't uh, matter. Doesn't matter whether it's worth a dollar. Or no, no, no. I've had that. It's business. all competitive. All competitive. Yeah, <laughs> I've had that. Unfortunately, I've had that disease for a long, long time, so I keep I think we all have. <laughs> many times on Saturday I say to myself, yeah, just be calm. When the pigeon comes, take your time. Relax, take your yeah, time. That's but what you say before reason, it comes. When I first see that pigeon, some sort of switch gets flicked and the lunatic uh, comes out in me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, Michael, it's not me at all. It's you. See, it's 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 it, it is, mate. It is, yeah, that's for sure. I think, I think they call it pigeon dung fever. Yeah, mate, I'm guilty. Guilty all the way. <laughs> I think we all are. Anyway, uh, I'll leave it to you, Ivan. All right, all right thanks, mate. Tony. And, uh, Michael, you want to tell us anything else about it before you go? Oh, no, look, that's pretty much pretty much it, um, Ivan. Just hopefully, look, obviously, we, we're also going to be subject to what happens along the way. Hopefully, we don't get too many interruptions. But, look, it's just unknown. So, we we, we we want to run it, and uh, those are the sort of the way we're sort of going to try and run it. Uh, hopefully, everything goes smooth for us, and we get some sort of fun out of it. So, as 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 um, Tony said, just a bit of fun, mate.
Yeah. We had good fun, Michael, so yeah. I'm sure yeah. you will really Well, too. I'm yeah. going to yeah. send my paper. I'm going to his way, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to no send worries. my I'm going to send my paperwork in, and I'll join in. And I think Tony Barber, are you going to join in? Yeah. yeah. Tony Barber's nodding his head here, so there you go. All yeah, right. I think. Well, I think we'll get a good turnout, Ivan. So um, be looking forward to it. Anyway, I'll see how we go. All right. Thanks, Michael, for your well, time. And uh, yeah, oh, I got one more. I got one more for you, Michael. Yep. Lucky last. So if you if you can if you can keep us up to date here on the radio station, so at least every uh, Monday we can give us an update on how many flies you've got, so that way you know or something comes up, so everybody's on the on the um, same page. So you know what I'm saying? No. What do you What do you want me to do? Well, give us an update on the flies, how many you got, so we can advertise. Well, we won't. We won't. We we probably. It's got to be. They've got to let us know by the 19th of March, but obviously. Um, if yeah, look in in the, the trouble is flies probably won't let us know until close to the nineteenth of March because yeah, that's, that's right. what usually happens. So we may not get a lot of interest early on, but obviously it then usually at, towards the death of it all, everyone lets you know that they're they're doing it. But look, every a lot of people I've spoken to are all interested in doing it, Charlie. So um, really, to sort of say, oh, there's only two in it, three in it, or four in it at this stage, you probably sort of put people off. So. Um, I think it will be well. I'm pretty sure it'll be well supported. So if you want to look, we'll let you know as it gets closer. Uh, if we got you know reasonably decent numbers, um, and we'll let everybody know about the date third. Yeah. Um, it's on the first of May, so you know it's getting yeah. closer. So everybody yeah. well, no, look, 19th of March. 19th of March nominations have to be confirmed. So um, it gives well, us no, uh, I think that's for sure. Seven time to know how many will be flying. So yeah. cool. No worries, gents. All right, thanks, Michael. Thanks for your time. Have a good night. See you later. Bye-bye. All right, now we're going to hear the Hindley Street Country Club from Adelaide again. And uh, here's a song that's a competitive song. So, yeah, you'll need this for the Sprint Series. And it's uh, Hindley Street Country Club from Australia with their version of Eye of the Tiger.
your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor, a range of European products, recommended and used by pigeon fanciers worldwide. For winning performance and healthy pigeons, especially in times of stress, molting, breeding or racing, our products have shown great results to national winning lofts and top racing fanciers. A large range of loft and racing equipment from Europe and Australia. Contact Natural Pigeon Products, Don, 0359981000 and www.pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Hey, what you doing, Dad? Hmm? Oh, I'm painting the deck. Why? Because the varnish protects the wood from the sun. Why? Because sunlight in Australia is really strong. Why? Well, because it's full of dangerous UV rays. Oh. Dad, shouldn't you also protect yourself then? When you cover things, they last longer. Same goes for you. Be sun smart. Save your skin. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Online, all the time. southernfm.com.au You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonte. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne and via the Pigeon Media Studios, www.pigeonmedia.com.au 
all around the world. You can also listen all around the world via Southern FM, via their website at www.southernfm.com.au. So catch us on Southern FM from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. every Wednesday morning. And Tony McPherson has a special guest on the line, and I'll let him do the honours, Mr. McPherson. Take it away, my friend. Okay, thank you, Ivan. We've got um, Peter Adams. He seems to be um, taking over the show from Bustleton. Welcome aboard, Peter. Um, now, you had a little sale at the club there yesterday. Um, how about filling us in with what went on and how it all went and who's doing what and who's who's up who and who's paying for the front? <laughs> well, firstly, hello, gentlemen. Hope you're doing well over there. She's... Uh been a bit hectic over this way with all the fires and the, with the weather, but uh, we seem to have got through it. Yes, um, those birds, thank you, Tony, that we talked last time on the radio that you donated and um, that uh, organised from the boys come over and we auctioned them yesterday um, in our little club here, so we didn't do too bad. 18 birds and we raised 2180 bucks. so uh, that was a good little, uh, good little spinner. They were very popular and... Uh, We've got a couple of members of the public that are good, good supporters of the club, so they averaged a pretty good price. And uh, with the other ones we auctioned off earlier on, on Facebook, we decided this time half will go into club funds and half is going to go into a run winner-take-all. So it'll be there's a bit of uh, bit of banter going around with the boys already who's got the best birds. So um, <laughs> we, won't, we won't really know till August, will we? So, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting, all right. It'll be the last one surviving. Yeah, well, my missus bought one and she said that well, I'm just going to leave it in the locker. I'm not even going to let it out until the race day. Then I guarantee I'll get it there. I said, I don't think it works like that, love. I think you might have to put a bit of a bit more effort than that in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, I, I, uh, I had a look at the – actually, you're very lucky that you got the birds. Um, when I uh, ran into Steve at the, uh, down at Dandenong to send the birds away, he, he was running a bit late, and, he, and when he arrived, he, he, he said, oh, Tony, I said, how are you going? He said, oh, mate, feels like I've done a day's work before I've even started. He said, I'm, I'm feeling really giddy in the head. I said, oh, no, that doesn't sound good. So, yes, he uh, ended up just making it to the airport and just making it home, and then, of course, he spent a, a few days in hospital. So. Yeah, no, yeah. No. <laughs> it was. It seemed a, a, a bit of touch and go. You, you know, you lucky, lucky they got there. But uh, anyway, it, it's good that uh, they're going to have a good race and uh, create a bit, so. create a bit of enjoyment for all the guys. And uh, let's hope that we uh, that there could be another goat out there. Yeah, there could be another goat out there. So, we, well, we hope. I hope I've got the goat this time, mate. Not the, <laughs> knowing me, I've knowing me though, I probably bought the donkey more than the goat. So, uh, uh, no, actually, actually, I just had a look. As I said to you, there's uh, one that you bought. Um, I sent two to the Adelaide Ten Thousand. So, um, yeah, I, I should be able to drag it down to my standard, Tony. No worries. <laughs> Uh, you'll be right. You'll be right. Yeah, we could be on a winner there. Could be on yeah. a winner, I think. Yeah, but we'll wait to see. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it take with a lot of interest actually. But yeah. uh, look, 
Um, I know that uh, Steve and the other guys that donated birds, um, they'll be, uh, look forward to hearing how they go for you guys up there. I know I, I get great enjoyment hearing, you know, what's going on. Um, and uh, you know, more than happy to um, to help out the small club and raise funds for the for the club there, the lifeblood of the sport. So keep it up, buddy. Keep yeah, it up. Like, so we got we as we we reiterate what we said before. We appreciate what you guys do, but we make sure if anything's on that as a club, we try to support it. <laughs> yep. Put our birds against the best and see where they where they are. We've we've done all right. We certainly haven't set the world on fire, but we get a few of our dollars back, and we've won we've won a couple of the bigger races over there. So we're happy where they're at. So it's good fun to good fun to have your birds here and uh, all the other boys' birds here to see how they go. But Vicky versus have ours have ours over there in the one off races to see how our step up against you you guys too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, um, uh, I think the the whole idea is to share things around and then have a bit of fun and enjoy uh, what's going on. Uh, and uh, yeah, meeting new people, uh, having different conversations and, like I said, sharing birds. Yeah, uh, and that's what it's all about, and share it around. And they're only pigeons, as uh, Yelly Rose, you said to me. Tony, they're only pigeons. Don't worry about it. They're only pigeons. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, but <laughs> but I think these pigeons are worth a few dollars more than mine. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's easy enough to say um, pigeons when you've got them, isn't it? Yes, it is. Anyway, uh, Charlie, you got anything to ask, Pete? Yeah, I have. How are you, Pete? G'day, Charlie. How are you? Um, same as yesterday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know or, what you were like. Or, <laughs> is that good or bad, mate? Is that good or bad? Tony knows all about that one. <laughs> oh mate! No, yeah. mate ev- ev- everything all good, mate, and uh, it's good to hear that you're still uh, a happy chappy. Yeah, yeah. No, I just shifted all my lofts, mate. I'm just uh, I'm in the middle of town here, developing my block, so all my tapes just had to go out out of town a bit. So we got the old tilt train on Friday, and four four lofts went out the block with all the birds inside them. So it would have been a bit of a funny sight on the highway going out there. These lofts with still full of pigeons, but um, we dropped a big one of the breeding lofts off, and, and the, the babies are all still where they're supposed to be. And one pair was starting to make a nest within five minutes, so it didn't stress them too badly. So, did you actually move far? No, as the crow flies, mate, probably a kilometre because I've got a, got a bit of land at the back of town, but it's about three or four kilometres by road, the other side of the other side of the estuary. So, uh, okay. I shouldn't have too much trouble breaking them in, I don't think. They'll make their way back here, but as yeah. the crow flies, they, uh, I had it locked out the block last year, so I've got about 60 birds out there which are broken in, so I'm going right. to leave, leave them camped up for three weeks, let them out, and let the other cage out at the same time, so hopefully that keeps most of them there. <coughs> yeah, very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we can see they go over there, but there's no loft, so uh, they'll definitely come back. Oh, they'll, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll, um, they've got no choice. So I'll, uh, a friend, I did that, I shifted uh, many years ago, and a friend of mine told me, and um, I stuck with what he said to me, is that um, I never let me hens and cocks out at the same time when you shift. Always let the hens out. That way if they go back to that place, they're not, they don't see each other, they've got to come back. Yeah. So they've got nothing to go to, even if uh, another hen, I'll get on the ground and start crowing and carrying on. You know, even if there's no loft, but you've got to yeah. Yeah, well, separate. Yeah. 
Oh, I might, have, might have to do the same, mate. Or, or otherwise, I'll just keep my fingers crossed. One of the two. I don't know which system will work best. Oh, they're going to come home eventually. They're going to eat. Yeah. Mick Brennan had to do that last year. Mick, Mick's new place was further out than his old one. So for the first, he managed to break them in all right. But on race day, they were dropping at his old house first and then staying there for just a little while. Working so it took him about probably half a season to get them coming, get his two-year-olds coming straight through instead of stopping. But that was yeah. good. That means we flogged him, so it was good. Yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, you're going to either – I mean, I had uh, – I remember I had one cockbird that um, I actually clocked him five times and fed it three times with him, and he actually moved from one place to the other. Yeah. So he – um yeah, did the move didn't affect him. <laughs> yeah, no, probably, switched on, see, that's it. If you've got a bird yeah. doing that, you probably tend to find they're pretty switched on. And uh, they did it yeah. in the war, didn't they? They did it in the war. They were shifting them every second or third day in the war, and they worked it out. So yeah. Can't yeah. Why we can't do it. Got to get used to, isn't it? Exactly, no. They don't come. If they don't ship lots, I'm not going to raise them. They're not a worry, is it? Yeah. <laughs> when you look at it that way. That's right. Yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's good, mate. Good luck. I missed that, sorry. I said, um, I said, that's good. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. So, we, like I said, we'll we'll um, get them through the malt now and then get, get going. We've got the new club rooms up and running. That's the first time we used them was yesterday, so that's really nice. we just got to line them now, but uh, they look really good and all the gears in them and the cars, cars ready. To, the transporters tuned up, ready to go for about two months' time when we start doing the short tosses. So yeah, so it's all looking pretty good down here. Oh yeah, oh excellent, mate. That's good. Good to um, you got everything ready to rock and roll. Yep, yep. We don't even have to. We've had pretty wild weather down here, and just down the road, some arsonists decided to set a couple of fires. So we nearly lost, uh, nearly lost yelling up yesterday until the rains came in. They had a big, big storm over here, so we ended up with. Uh, about 60 million in a day and a half here, so that's that oh, okay. all the fires out, which is nice. So, yeah. yeah, nothing to do with pigeons, but still, you know, you get, you get all sorts in this world, don't you? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. How, how are you blokes looking? All finished or all finished breeding, or are you still going, you blokes? Uh, I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've just started, Pete. I've, I've fixed up everyone else now. Now I've breed a few for myself. Yeah, you, and, race and, lot, you guys race a lot later than we do, don't you? You keep going. We see we finish by middle of September. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh well. Yeah, yeah. We finish around the end of October. Yeah, so end of October, November. But yeah, you know, um, after us. So yeah, yeah. We we start uh, mid June, mid June, and preferably, preferably, it'd be better. If, yeah, you know, sort of mid July, but yeah, we start mid June. Yeah, you know, and usually you know, weather wise, it's not really good, Pete. Not really no. good down here. It's, it's the birds are still, you know, dropping flights and going, you know, and uh, and the weather's terrible, and and uh, everyone's sort of rushing to get their birds tossed this, that, and the other, and yeah, it's not really good. You know, I think you lose more birds that way than what you do if we, you know. Um, started a bit later and not oh, crushed the birds and everything else. But anyway, that, it's, it's up to the uh, the members to decide when we start the season. And if we if if the majority say we start at that that time, we're a democratic uh, group, so we start at that time. Yeah. Although I must say, uh, some people, you know, the, they might start at that time, but uh, there are some members that uh, say, no, nah, we're going to start later. And, and speaking do. of time, Tony, it's time yes. to cut it short. So, uh, yep. 
Yeah, you have to do the honours, mate. It's goodbye from me, uh, Pete. <laughs> yeah, and nice speaking to you, boys. Um, have a good thanks, best of luck with it, and we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, thank you, Yes, Peter. yes, brother. Look after yourself. Always. Take it easy, guys. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, See Pete. See ya, mate. All Cheers, right. bud. That was Peter from Bustledon, Western Australia. Now, it's a very good night to you, Mr. Tony. Me- oh, not good night. Uh, no. Get it right. Get it right. Hang on a minute. Take two. It, it, <laughs> Three, four, five. Shush. Give it a bit of silence first. All right. <laughs> goodbye, Tony McPherson. Ah, good morning, Ivan, and goodbye to you. Goodbye, B2, and goodbye to you, Panther. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, Charlie, and goodbye to everybody around the world. <laughs> that flew the chickens in, didn't it? All right. Now, because of you two laughing and carry on like I should call you two bananas in pyjamas, Tony was trying to say goodbye here. And, uh, yeah, say goodbye now, Tony. Start again. Goodbye to everybody around the world. Yes, goodbye. All right, goodbye, 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 goodbye. goodbye. And we'll catch goodbye, you next bye. week, same time, same station, on Pigeon Radio Australia. Pigeon, stop the pigeon